be with the coach. Dave Twenty Radio, your gamers' role. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Transmissions from the Ninth World. I am, as always, your host, David Brown. Joining me, as always, are Eric Coates. Howdy. And Jim Ryan. Hello. And uh, we're glad to be back with you guys. It's been uh, been some time. We were off for the holidays. Um, and it's been a busy time in the, the Numenera world. And lots and lots to discuss tonight. We're going to talk about the Numenera glimmers that have been released. Um, we're going to give you a, an exclusive sneak preview into the bestiary and the creature cards. And then we're going to just uh, cap it off by sharing some... Uh, Numenera resources as well as uh, kicking it forward as we always do. So, um, how you guys been? Uh, it's uh, been a good year so far. I can't complain. Happy to have 2013 over and enthusiastic about the, the 2014. <laughs> <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Uh, I basically had a bunch of my projects run up against that whole uh, Chris Mahana, Kwanzaa Bodernala, Yola Donovus thing that comes up at the end of the year. And uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm back playing catch up now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Hear that 100%. Uh, work has been going crazy and the Kickstarter has been doing well. So we're, we're moving, moving along. So, um, well, good, good to hear guys. Um, let's start right in. Um, so the Numenera glimmers, uh, a great idea that they had, they announced on our show months, uh, several episodes back. And, um, basically it's a way for them to put out little bits of information and they've been, they've been pumping it out pretty good since, um, since September or so. Um, very first one they had uh, was the Vortex, which was the Gen Con uh, special uh, adventure. And that went over well. I thought that was a great use of it to share some exclusive content with uh, with everybody and, and a good means to do it for an inexpensive price. Absolutely. Uh, and then for just before Halloween, they reduced, reduced at least – <laughs> in strange aeons the lovecraftian numenera um, oh yeah which was a tasty morsel indeed yeah, uh, yeah. i think jim drooled all over it i i was very pleased actually <laughs> at that and actually i i've i've just i've just barely had a gl- chance to glance at anything but I, I glanced at that and uh one of the things i love about that is that they start talking more about how to role play things like uh losing intelligence as representing loss of sanity if you lose it through uh through having uh, encountered horrifying things, and so that uh, that really is a it's a very cool little thing there. Absolutely, yeah, that's uh, you're totally right. That's a fantastic addition they have there, and I think it really showcases what they can really do with these glimmers. It's the stuff that would seem potentially odd place in a larger book, and you certainly couldn't make a full book on it. But it's it's, it's these little. Bitty morsels of of goodness that can really add flavor to your game. Well, yeah, and they're not like splat books that change the rules or anything. They're just Absolutely. basically they 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 get they're these little things you can stack on top of things and help uh, more deeply define what you're already doing. 
And because that also, I really like about it. Also, it's a demonstration of the versatility of the system, too, that, you know, just with like a slight little tweak over here, we can represent this or, you know, this over here, we can do this. And it's not like groundbreaking, crazy, you know, it's it's going to change the whole world, but it makes it so that you can represent these different things in different ways with, with very little work, I mean, by anybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, they, you know, it was nice. They threw in a couple descriptors. Um, they talked about different kind of, you know, skinning. Um, they actually gave some creatures uh, for us to use. And, and I'm a huge fan of the fact that they almost always have some inclusion about, hey, here's some recommended reading, some things that inspired us. Yeah. To me, it's it's really it, it's it's gutsy of them to say, hey, we've come up with what we've come up with. But we were definitely inspired and, and we owe some, you know, acknowledgement of that. And, and I, I think it recognizes the greater creative world and, and should give you lots of good information to dig in and see what else you can dig out of it to add into your Numenera games. Yes. Plus, you can now terrorize your players with Shoggoths, which is always fun. <laughs> is that how you pronounce that? I've always never. That's great. I, I can't pronounce any Cthulhu stuff at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are the unpronounceable words. Well, that, that's why I bought They're the game. They're not meant to be pronounced by human words. tongues. <laughs> you need tentacles to pronounce them properly. Yeah, it's not yeah, really doing it justice. I freaked my wife out. I told her for a Christmas dinner I was going to make the, the Kathukin that you can find online. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen it? It's like a... Yeah, uh, a big, I have. I'm kind of scared. A big king crab... Um, with a turkey on it with octopus tentacles coming out of the turkey and bacon strips on top. Oh, and that goodness. would make a lovely centerpiece for a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal. There, I have a friend that I need to tell about that because I know he's going to demand it the next time there's do, an opportunity. Do a, do a Google search for Kathukin. Um, oh it's, it's unbelievably <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway. Moving on. Um, so, as I said, uh, and, and these are all, I, 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 let me pull up the pricing because I don't want to miss about here. like three bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're or... really, really reasonable. And, you know, they're only available um, for download, but every single one of them is just just candy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's $2.99. So, I mean, you really can't go wrong on that. And and they've said that some of the later ones, you know, if, if, if they're especially meaty, will be pricier but um i think that that's a really really good price for that and and speaking of which there there is a sale right now the numenera core book is ten dollars on drive through yes, rpg so that's uh certainly something for people if you haven't already gotten and, and assuming a lot of the folks on here have but let's not assume everything so um definitely check those out and then so the the latest ones and, and the ones that have um really uh, awesome additions for, for some folks um, are the cypher collection one, which I mean, just the title suggests it's not the first that they're going to do and the artifacts and oddities collection one. Um, both of these are three, uh, two ninety nine as well. Um, what's really nice about them is in both of those um, glimmers, they have randomized lists um, to help you roll to not only add the new stuff, but also if you roll in a certain range under certain numbers, it says, okay, you go to the original list and then re-roll from that list. So in other words, you can roll once to include this new stuff and, and it 
balances out with with yeah. you know pulling it in from the original source, which yeah. I think is a pretty yeah. cool idea. Love lists. I love rolling on lists. Yeah, yeah. Random lists are. Fantastic. <laughs> I think they're just fun. <laughs> um, yeah, for I, I'm a big fan, especially as a, a GM, to give out oddities. I love rolling on the randomizer because um, you get some fun stuff that way. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so there were 50 new ciphers in the cipher collection one, uh, in artifacts and oddities collection, there's 34 new artifacts and 50 new oddities. Um, so a slew of fantastic, um, bits of Numenera to add to your game on top of all the, the wonderful stuff they had in the, the core book. Um, and I definitely, it looks like this is going to be something we'll see again and again, um, you know, if they remain popular, but, uh, I, for one could not have enough oddities. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. The oddities are, <laughs> Oh yeah. The, the, the flavor of the oddities just adds so yeah. much to the game. They're, they're just such fantastic things. And, and I mean, all they are is a little description of something. They have no role-playing value. Well, I mean, they do have role-playing value, but they, you know, they really have no bearing in the game at all, yeah. but they, right, they right. so much. Oh, like, they do. They, they, they do. Yeah, exactly. They don't, but they do. It is just a fantastic. Uh, I swear. I actually had uh, when uh, when when I ran uh, my uh, the the scenario that I did uh, I put together for uh, for for uh, this year last year's Mace uh, convention. Um, I actually had, uh, I went ahead and the one thing I had everyone randomly do was roll oddities at the beginning, nice. uh, just because uh, that way uh, it's, it's, I think it's more fun that way when you can actually just get these random little things. And someone actually got the frictionless pants Nice. <laughs> that are in the core book. Nice. Those, those are a necessity for anybody. I, I think yeah. you know, someone in a group has to have the frictionless pants. In the, in the play test that we ran, Eric actually had those. And yep. so I was pleased to actually, nice. I, I was able to pull important. the same thing of, well, no, you feel as though your your pants are causing you a little difficulty getting through this force field. I don't know. <laughs> I got to do a GM intrusion nice. because of the pants, and nice. it was a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they just as, help define your character so much. Yeah, they push you in a direction. <laughs> like you may not have any idea what kind of character you want to make, but then you roll on that oddity list, and then it's just like it's it totally starts to become clear. What, this is this is what I am. What I always do as a GM with the oddities is I say, okay, here's your oddity. I know it's weird, but you have to think, why does your character hold on to this item? What about it makes it important to your character? And nine times out of ten, it really suggests something good that someone can add to their character, you know, in, in the characterization and all that. I can't recommend that enough. I think they could put out a whole hardback book on just oddities and I would be so thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're really good. Um, So, I mean, the great thing is, is that with these, you know, uh, cipher and oddities collections, you know, we'll be getting more and more of this. I don't know if these will ever be recollected into a a hardback after maybe a a few of the other collections. I haven't heard any talk of that, but um, certainly the idea of having them be, digital only versions, you know, uh, available and, and, you know, they, they put out one a month since we've started on this. So, um, kudos to them. And, and I think it helps keep Numenera fresh between, you know, the big releases. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and there is a new one that we can announce here has been made official, um, for, um, for Valentine's day. Um, they are going to release uh, Sex and Love in the Ninth World. I don't know if that's the exact title, but that's the topic. Um, 
and uh, that is going to be pretty epic. Um, I'm really excited about it, and, and uh, hope to to see it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited about that. Question is, does it have oddities? That's, that's what we're <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'll be great. I mean, it's a, it's often a topic that isn't approached very often, and I think you know the Monty Cook Games team is one that will definitely do it justice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it should be interesting, even if they um, just seeing the approach that they took with the the, the Lovecraftian uh, glimmer that came out. Uh, if just taking the the ideas, uh, you know, just more ideas about this this uh, is that that's a, that's about horror. This is about uh, something that is much more common and and intimate. Mm-hmm. And actually taking those things and trying to apply them to the way that you're. You're, you're you're playing your game these days and actually talking about what uh, uh, such relations are like in the ninth world, I think, yeah. is probably a good thing so that we, we can have that in our heads and actually be more realistic with the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hope they uh, – it would be cool – I'll put it that way. It will be cool if they would uh, approach some talk as well about – how do you handle relations at a gaming table in Newman era? You know, um, a lot of people have written that kind of before, but you know, knowing the people behind Newman era, I think that they could probably take it a step further and, and and do it good justice. I've always liked it because, you know, it's like as a geek, you know, watching star Wars, I liked the relationship between Leia and Han, you know, I liked that kind of element in there. It's not an overwhelming thing, but it's, it's fun and it's real and it, you right. know, uh, well, you it know, happens. I right. Mean, it happens in the world. Otherwise there would be, I mean, they procreate. So otherwise there wouldn't Absolutely. be any people. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's a, now, it's there, a, there may not be love, but there, right. there has to be sex. <laughs> it, it's a fundamental story element in life. I mean, that's just what it is. And, yeah. you know, I, unfortunately a lot of the tables that, you know, I've been at have been mostly guys. So you don't typically want to do a lot of yeah. <laughs> cheesy romantic stuff at the table with guys. And then if, if it's a mix, then you, you know, worry about, well, are you going into weird territories with someone else's woman or something like that, right. which we won't go into. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we might even cut this whole section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving <be> on. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm really excited about that glimmer. And, and I think that there's uh, great potential for more glimmers come out this year. I can't wait to hear oh, yeah. some of the things. And, and, you know, it should be said that, um, Bruce is definitely getting some specific call outs on the inclusion on this. I would, I would say strongly, and we can certainly talk with them, but that the cipher collection and artifacts and oddities, I, I suspect that Bruce's joining of the Numenera, you know, of MCG and the, the Numenera thing that some of those came from his mind. And you can see some of the great creative additions that Bruce is adding to the whole MCG crew not that it wasn't great already, but it's a it's a nice addition and and certainly bringing some good stuff to the table. Oh yeah, he definitely fits perfectly. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. So, um, so that's what we were talking about with glimmers. Um, lots of good good ones and more coming out in the near future. So let's talk about the next big release, and we are fortunate to have gotten permission to go ahead and talk about this just ahead of it coming out. It should be coming to backers soon. I can't. I don't know specific dates, but soon, and then um, supposedly for sale uh, in February, um, and that is the Ninth World Bestiary, um, and yes. its companion piece, the Creature Cards. So um, let's talk about the Bestiary first, um, and some of the fantastic 
um, stuff that we that features that are in this book um, that we can talk about now. Um, one of the things, obviously, uh, actually at the end of the book, is a creature index. So it's a really great place to look at it, look for cool creatures. Um, it gives you pages. And what's really nice about this is in this creature index, they are including all the stuff that's been out thus far, the, the Numenera core book, uh, mm. the Devil's Spine Adventure, the Vortex, and the Ninth World Bestiary. So um, a really good, uh, cohesive um, creature index, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice to just have one place to go to know where you can find a creature's statistics or, or whatnot. It's really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then they give lots of good information about um, some of the stuff uh, about what makes up a creature, um, helping give some GM logic for how to use them, and um, domesticated creatures are in here, uh, yeah. which is always helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah I nice. think that's great because then you have – just people trying to get get wrap their minds around the setting. They have to constantly be questioning. Okay, what are we riding? What mm-hmm. what what are we raising? What what are the herd animals and all that? And it's that really helps for the setting. Absolutely. And then they have swarm rules and and um, talking about creatures in groups. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, lots of good good stuff in here. And and my favorite one of my favorite things again, as I just mentioned earlier. Tables, yep. random encounter tables. <laughs> Absolutely, there's love them. Love yeah. them. Uh, random encounter tables. Uh, list of the creatures by level, um, mm-hmm. including the ones in the nor- the the core book are on that list, um, which is very nice. Um, and one of my favorite features that they have in here. Um, one of the the biggest questions that came out of some of the early stuff was the dread destroyer was one of the the uh, bigger. Uh, creatures in the in the in the core book, and a lot of f- folks were asking, "Well, how big is that?" Because um, the picture, there's no, there was no real comparison to what it would be like next to a human. Well, this book does <clears throat> that, and then some uh, on very many of the creatures. I would say a lot of them, a big percentage, they have a size comparison that shows a silhouette of a typical. Um, Ninth World uh, Explorer and the creature. Um, so it's really nice. And then in the middle fold out of the book is a double page spread that has uh, a great cross section of creatures to show their sizes in silhouettes to each other. And it is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Very nice. That's something that every bestiary should have, really. <laughs> it's so helpful. Yeah, I mean, for as much as you, you you know, even put like how many meters something is or something mm-hmm. like that, it's just not the same as seeing this this really cool layout. I mean, this is such a cool spread. I could even see, you know, wanting a poster of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A poster of it would be great. Uh, it's just, it's very cool uh, feature. Um, and then, you know, the creatures are all fit on, on typically on a page. Um, gives you pretty much the same layout. Nothing's really changed from the way they presented creatures in the core book, which is good. Uh, they still have their um, margin callouts, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh yes, very um, helpful. And then um, what else? Uh, well, I mean, there are some specific 
you know, uh, creatures we've, we've kind of chatted about. Um, what are some of the ones you like, Eric? Well, uh, one of the, one of the first ones I kind of really like, uh, well, I hate to say had a glimmer in my eye, but, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, bad. we got to have, you know, at least one bad joke in the whole thing. Okay, at, least, one, at least one, at least you get one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I can be limited to just one. Anyway, uh, we will one have called... words, sir. <laughs> there's one called the decanted, which just kind of like uh, it kind of freaked me out. The whole like it's it, it, to describe it, it's like a robot with a head in its chest. Yeah, and it's just like reading the description about it and stuff. It just sounds so creepy. <laughs> yes, a lot of the Numenera stuff has that. Of- effect doesn't it yes and then another one which kind of really stood out to me um and kind of uh just had some neat rules uh wrapped around it were the dimensional husk Mm. where they have some rules around it uh, because it's it's kind of like a a being uh, a humanoid that exists in multiple like dimensions at once so yeah they're kind of difficult. It's it's always in flux, so it's difficult to hit. So there's mechanics built around that that kind of add to the game that you could use really for any other things that you would want to make up on your own. It's one of the really neat things about the bestiary is that it has those kind of things too where it might stray a little bit from the normal rules and just has something simple, Not, nothing that's really crazy. And that's the thing I really love about it is they're all very simple and easy to use rules on here's how this mechanic works and it's just a beautiful thing I, mm-hmm, I, yeah, yeah. it doesn't add like this books uh, pages and upon pages upon pages of rules to things it's just like a little tiny thing mm-hmm. that says you know here's something that mixes it up a little bit and i think that that's wonderful absolutely yeah, i i loved it. there there were a number of uh, of uh, beasts in here that i really liked they're really well written uh-huh. And uh, they're very well uh, they, they you know you just look at them and you start getting ideas. Um, I have to say I, I think that thus far, just after skimming through, I think my favorite uh, beast thus far is the scrivener, uh-huh. uh, just simply because uh, it's it's uh, as a writer myself we 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 have we get what tiny in jokes we possibly can in, but it's basically a it's a living writing desk. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a servant, but it's a writing desk that uh, they. Uh, that uh, the, the the cathedral of form uses um, for the priests in there use, and it's basically it uh, is bred to be a writing desk. It has four legs, and it walks around, and it's completely silent, and its uh, its saliva becomes ink. Um, <laughs> it holds documents for you, <laughs> and it's very both creepy and amusingly useful at the same time. <laughs> I think I think Jim really wants one for home. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I know. I'm. I kind of do. I don't know. Does that make me a bad person? I'm, I'm not sure. Not at all, Jim. Not no, at all. other things make me a bad person. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, On a story-wise thing, the thing I'm really excited about is the hex. Uh, oh yeah. My best description of the hex uh, is kind of like the Borg meet aliens and with a virus in there. That kind of the hex stinger is these mechanical insects that inject humans with nanotech, rearranging them with this virus called the hex, and that creates the warriors, which are the hex hexon. And man, I could think of a whole yeah adventure path 
based around, you know, the growth of the hex and, and fighting the hex. And uh, I'm, I'm really inspired by that one. Yeah. Those look like those are going to be awesome. I also, I particularly liked the, uh, I liked the quotient, uh, which is the sort of little hovering, uh, guys with huge brains that, uh, mm-hmm. just essentially experimented on themselves until they, uh, just kind of gotten, just sort of painting yourself into a corner where it's okay. Well, you've got, you've extended your life. Uh, <laughs> you've, uh, You've gained these powers, but at what terrible, terrible cost? <laughs> and nice. it kind of looks into that, those themes, and those are really good. There's one in here I, I was trying to remember what it was called, but it's this, uh, this sort of this field uh, of energy that you can see faces of people you know in mm. that uh, really kind of I, I thought was, uh, was really cool and dramatic, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, we'll have to um, check that one out. But it's uh, yeah, there's there there's one in here uh, that's like that. That's pretty. That's uh, very cool. And so yeah, these these are just great. These are great creatures. I really uh, this is a very good bestiary. Yeah, the the other ones I really like the idea of is the Loric Ka. Uh, they're found in groups of three, and essentially their 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 powers aside from their kind of claws and, and teeth. Or they have these uh, mental powers, but they work in that group of three. And apparently, like, each one contributes a code, and that code, all three of those codes together create a power. Oh, and wow. it reminds me of those, like, combo powers you used to get in, like, the, the, the Japanese RPGs, like the Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger type things. Like, when, you know, three of them combine together, do this one power. And that's very much what it is. And they talk about how it could potentially even be infinite, the, the, the types of powers you could come up and give them. So I, I just love that cool, hey, here's some specific interactivity nice. uh, between them. It's, it's pretty cool. I found it, by the way. It's the Gimorn was the one that I was talking about a, a moment ago. Cool, cool. That's uh, uh, that one's a big sort of orange glowing thing that consumes everything. But sometimes you see familiar faces in there and it's screaming out at you. It's, uh, it's I, very I, very nice. I want a pet of a flying elchin. <laughs> <laughs> they look cool. They're like these frog things with spikes, and they're like a cross between a frog and a dog, and pretty cool. Yeah, that one stood out to me too. I was just like, that thing would be cool to have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just cool, cool, cool. And then uh, dipping into the controversial, they have um, uh, two new creatures, the Nibovian Child and the Nibovian Companion. (laughs) Um, Very cool. uh, Puts the whole concept of the Nibovian Wife into, I think, a broader broader view. It's very interesting uh, mix. I'm not going to say too much on those because I think even talking about the specifics of them might – spoil a uh, RPG element, but um, uh, cool concepts. Seriously wigged me out when I found out about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they should. Uh, and uh, just a good quote, you know, they, all these things have, you know, some of them have some fluff in here too. And one of the greatest quotes I found in here is for the Titanothar, which obviously are very uh, ginormous dinosaur type creatures that come in different shapes and sizes but the quote was it was bigger than houses bigger than castles tall enough even to reach up and touch the amber monolith itself nothing living could be that big but it was it was 
a witness <laughs> to an event. <laughs> you you got to love the silhouette for it yes. too. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. The silhouette. <laughs> Here's a toe. <laughs> Here's a toe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, they just did all these little elements in here are really, really nice. We did leave out. There's another section in here specifically for characters. Um, and what it is are NPCs, uh, to help populate the, the world. Um, and some really nice stuff in here. Um, uh, people of renown, um, some specific ones that you can kind of use, uh, to be, you know, bigger, bigger in the whole picture. So, um, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, including a couple that were some images from the core book that they've now kind of put, um, you know, kind of put names and faces to it. Man, I forget mm-hmm. where it is, but there is actually a creature in this book that is the, um, picture that, uh, Kieran Yanner did with, uh, with Shauna herself. Um, oh. they, they, the, it was one of the, the chapter headers. They did one for Monty and, and one of Shauna and the one of Shauna is now listed in here and I, I can't find it right now, but, um, as, as now a, a, a type of creature it's, and, uh, it's a very interesting read on what they're doing with that, um, that creature build. So check it out when you find it in there. I can't find it. Right now, it's an Easter egg. Go on. It is it. an Easter egg. Yeah. yeah, go go look for it when you get it. And go ahead. The, the image on page one forty four just always just gives me shivers. <laughs> well, you got to describe it because I, I don't want. I don't want to. Ah! I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because I think I, I want everyone to actually go just when they get the <gasps> oh, book that, that to look yes. at it and go. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just looked. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So don't describe yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no. My God, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the stuff of nightmares. Yes. It's the stuff of nightmares. So I was saying, I don't want to give it away. I want everyone to just to go to page 144. <laughs> Not in the PDF, but the actual book, page 144. No, seriously, and, don't uh, go to page 144. If you want to <laughs> Not late at night, no. Not before bed. You do not want to do it. Do it when you wake up and after you've had a couple cups of coffee, not after you've been drinking or anything like that, because it just won't be any good. <laughs> no, drink afterward. Yeah, yeah, you'll want to. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see if I can't find. God, now I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be unseen, Jim. <laughs> oh, my mind's eye. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, cool. What well, else? I, um, and the, the good thing is that these are going to be in a deck of cards, too. They are. The creature, Not all of them. Of the course, creature but. deck um, is really nice because what it does is it allows you to have cards of these creatures. Um, and they've done a good job because they took a, a slicing from the core book and from the bestiary. Um, and uh, what's really cool is they actually tell you on the back of the card they give you the key stuff that you need for combat um and including movement health damage all that type of stuff armor and they give you the page from where it's at from from where it originated so it's really easy to um quickly find exactly what you're you know looking for in in the books to to get the more detail but uh i could easily see you kind of randomizing this stuff oh yeah um just 
cool, cool ideas. I love decks. I love cards. Uh, decks of cards are just amazing to use. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, I, I I was not a big fan of those and thought that that was kind of gimmicky until I started using the um, uh, the ones in uh, the guide. Cipher deck. Yes, sorry, the cipher deck and the XP deck. Yeah, those yeah. the the those were really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I did find out it's not the picture of Shauna that's the creature. It's the uh, a creature in the picture with Shauna that's the creature. <laughs> yeah, I was thrown by that. Uh, uh, Ros- Rosera, the Rosera. I think that's how it's pronounced. R O C I R A. Uh, Pretty cool. I, I love – I'm actually a big fan of some of the smaller creatures, especially if you can have them kind of swarm. Um, I've played in, in some games where I've had you know almost a TPK because of a swarm of ticks. You know? uh, yeah. I don't relish in a TPK, but um, it, it was challenging and that I do like. But um, of course the creature deck, uh, when you uh, buy it, it is going to be probably um, – print-on-demand cards like they've done through um, drive-thru RPG, um, drive-thru cards. Um, and, uh, of course, you'll be able to print off your own uh, if you get a PDF version of it. But uh, it's... The quality of those cards are fantastic. I yes. Mean, I'm, I'm very pleased with the print-on-demand cards. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited to see them. I've ordered a couple different decks of things from them, and I'm very pleased with the quality. I'm, I'm quite happy. They have really brought up the game on those, and I, I really think that um, we're going to be seeing more and more things come out where you know a lot of the per, the cost of a lot of these types of things is you know doing a print run that you have minimum orders. Well, yeah. when you were able to do deliver stuff on print on demand like this and be that quality, I think you could have games that people could you know design their own cards eventually. Oh yeah, and you know, do the print-on-demand stuff. Um, no, they actually have some of those out there right now. There's, oh, there you go. I, I can't remember the website, but there's a website to where you can put together your own cards, and they'll print it for you. I can see the future, and it is now. <laughs> it is now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any anybody who who is unsure as to the quality of print-on-demand cards, uh, I, I mean, now you know this is of course is personal preference, but I think that they're really quite good. I'm 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 a I give it a big thumbs up. I say go for it. <laughs> Not to be a total shill, but um, the one one bookshelf folks, the the ones behind Drive Through RPG and Drive Through Cards, they actually had their business cards that were their print on demand card quality, and nice. it's, it was a, a brilliant idea, and, and it's just absolutely beautiful stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, highly, highly recommend that. Uh, but yeah, the creature cards will be a very nice tool, certainly to randomize stuff if you need to, um, certainly to be able to – what I like about it is the, the pictures of the creatures on the front uh, and the stats are on the back. Uh, and what's nice is it's a very easy way to show the players what the creature looks like without having to hold up a book or whatever. Um, I definitely – Your, your I, computer screen or – Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean it's been done and you know certainly I've – taken PDFs and pulled out the pictures of things to do it. But you know, that's not always clean and perfect, yeah. but yeah. Um, they've really done a great job with these uh, cards. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and as we said, it'll be a great companion with the best area and they do include a lot of the creatures that are 
some in the best theory, some from the core book. Uh, it's very obvious. Um, the numbering on the back, what page, uh, it's orange. If it's the core book, it's, um, kind of a green if it's, if it's the best theory. So, uh, it's pretty easy to figure out and find what you need on here. And, um, I, I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Um, but do you have any other creatures we want to call out before we move on? No, uh, I, I, I'm good. I've, uh, I think I've gone over the ones that I liked best. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we'll have, they're all great. We could, they're all great. We could go on for hours. Sure. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, we certainly are looking to, to, to see if we can get the money cook crew back on in the future. And hopefully it'll be after this book is out and maybe, you know, talk through some things a little bit more specifically after we've had more time to look through it, to figure out, you know, Hey, where'd you get the inspiration for that? That kind of director's commentary type stuff. But I think that, um, we just were excited and wanted to make sure everybody, you know, checked it out. If you weren't already planning to, I think you'll be very pleased. And, um, uh, from my understanding, backers should be getting it very soon. And then, um, uh, it should be out for sale in February. So, um, over the, over the counter or whatever. So cool. I'm very enthusiastic about this book. Uh, so let's, uh, just want to cover a quick little area. It's, because it's been a while since we've had our last podcast and um, there's been a lot more people since, you know, the, the general release of the books in August and um, moving forward. Uh, there's been a, a surge of Numenera resources available. And I wanted to make sure to share with everybody, all our listeners, some of the stuff that's available right now. Um, and it's not going to be all inclusive lift. And I'm sorry if I've forgotten someone, but um, starting from the top, we've got the Ninth World Hub. That's the community site. Um, and we actually are looking for um, getting some crowd feedback into redesigning the site. The site was thrown up fairly hastily, and it, it looks good and it's serviceable, but we'd certainly like to get a better look for it, um, especially since some of these other sites have come up. Um, <laughs> the, the Ninth World Hub, uh, sorry, we are the Ninth World Hub. The ah. Ninth World, um, dot com is a fantastic uh, fan driven uh content site um it's uh set by a gentleman michael i can't remember how to pronounce his last name but he's done a great job pulling together all the excitement of people on you know the different communities and pulling their information for fan use um very good uh well organized and beautiful looking site um and not to forget that there's plenty of podcasts other than our own. Um, the signal is a very good one. It's a in game podcast. Uh, uh, it was weekly when it was running for a bit before the holidays and they give little tidbits of information that could help, uh, spur ideas in the game. And, um, I know that there has been some collaboration with the Monty cook crew and the, and the, the guys who are working on that. um, the GM Intrusions podcast is a new podcast. Um, one of the guys frequently on uh, Ninth World Hub, um, Lex Starwalker, uh, is behind that. And, uh, he's done a good job. And, and being that it's uh, the GM Intrusions, he's also looking at all the Cypher systems. So that includes bits about The Strange, the new game coming out. Yep. Um, we have the Ninth World Chronicles, which I'm partial to because I'm a player on it. It's an actual pay actual play podcast 
Um, and uh, Andrew Katie is uh, running that and is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I promise to step it up a little bit better. Um, a little critical of my own uh, uh, contributions, but uh, I think it's a great podcast, all, all, all told. Um, you get to hear me play a woman, which is fantastic. Crickets. <laughs> um, what do you do a silly voice or something is that a- no i i try to keep it very you know i, I try not to you know be a jerk about it or this yes. uh, that ah oh the correct way to do it yes uh, i try <laughs> very good. I, i'm not i'm not claiming to be you know awesome but anyways um and and there's always plenty of online uh opportunities um uh, uh role play online is a great site rpol um, dot net and uh, I did just check before the the podcast recording and there are twelve active Numenera games, uh, although only one currently seems to be looking for care for players, uh, but there's definitely some on there, um, and certainly you can host your own. Uh, it's a great uh, venue for playing some play by post games. Uh, and then the first real licensed uh, Numenera product. Um, Ryan Chaddock's, uh, Celestial Wisdom, uh, is available on DriveThru RPG, um, for a very reasonable price. I don't remember off the top of my head how much it is, but, um, it's got some good stuff in there. Uh, there's the data gods, uh, some ancient beings, uh, resident within the data sphere. Um, he's got some, uh, presentation of powers, descriptors, and foci, uh, related to the data sphere and its deities. Um, some technology bits and even some, uh, adventure seeds. So a lot focusing on the data sphere itself. And I can't, I can't really under recommend this, um, this fan created material that is fully licensed and, uh, certainly check it out. Uh, and again, that's celestial wisdom. So, uh, lots of good resources Did I, you guys have any that I did not cover? Oh, those are the only ones I know of. Yeah. Um, there's certainly plenty of good stuff out there. I'm, I'm kicking myself. I feel like I'm missing something. But um, check it all out and lots of good stuff out there. Uh, so that's we're getting towards the end of our show here. And as we always kind of end our show with the kicking it forward section, um, that's where we're at. So kicking it forward. Forward, forward, forward. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Enough for bad accent graphic. Reverb, reverb, reverb. Yeah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. It's late. I'm tired. Yeah. Been cooking all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that I have one or two to mention. Uh, it's been it's been pretty slow. I mean, there's been a couple that have been uh, floating around during holidays that have come and gone that we've missed that uh, I would have loved to have mentioned. But you know, we're all super busy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the holidays anyway, but one of them that's currently going, it has about five days and you all know that I'm the, an avid role-playing game collector and I love some of my older uh, D&D books and older role-playing games and there's a game out there that is called Monsters and Magic that is kind of a way to utilize some of your old uh, uh, old role-playing books and uh, give them new life in a sense. And uh, someone is running a Kickstarter to create a kind of a monster manual. It's called the 
uh, collection of creatures for the Monster and Magic RPG. I wish I could pronounce the actual name of it, but I can't. It's uh, Collectinia Creaturea or something to that effect. But uh, they've got my cash, so I'm I'm backing them. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely... You're paying for it. You can yes. call it whatever you want. Yeah, right. yeah, you can call it whatever you want, but I'm going to get it. Um, but yeah, it's got good stuff in it. And it's basically, uh, you know, the, the book that uh, was released for Monsters of Magic had a small sampling of monsters in it. And this will only add to that. And they're very uh, vocal. They they have a, a G plus group that they talk in that they hear feedback and They've been sharing out like monster write-ups for things, and I think they're even like contemplating um, uh, doing some for Fate as well. So uh, definitely, if you're a Fate player, it could be something very good for you to participate in. And they're doing quite well. They're they're backed. They're yeah, yeah, they're successful, and uh, it's good stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, hop on it. The, and you know the the nice thing is about all these Kickstarters is if you missed it, not a big deal. You know, most of these are going to be coming to market anyway, and that's the oh, yeah. point of the Kickstarter. Yeah. But uh, definitely the exposure is, is great. And if you can hop on it, it's worth it. It's Absolutely. Very much worth it. And uh, uh, I don't know if we'll, – we'll wait for the one, Jim. Okay. So you go ahead and – Jim. <laughs> yes? Shall I go Jim. ahead? Go! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to talk for a moment about Story Escape. Um, that, uh, th- th- that Kickstarter is going on right now. As of this recording, it's still got about a month left, mm-hmm. uh, since it just started up. And this is a uh, kind of interesting, it is a, uh, a role-playing game that is, uh, being, uh, put together by a company called Slab Town Games. And I know that, uh, Robin D. Laws has been contributing to it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And what this is, is it is a, uh, a universal role-playing system uh designed basically for the tablet mm-hmm. um it is not a uh, it, it is a tabletop game in, in a sense but mm-hmm. it is also a thing where you could you don't really have to be at the uh at the table necessarily um it's kind of it's got kind of a top down interface type mm-hmm. thing with with the very maps and map pieces you run run people around um, but it's, uh, it's got universal mechanisms supposed to support multiple genres, fantasy, sci-fi, Western, et cetera. Um, supposed to, they, they have been talking about trying to keep the interface simple, but the, uh, the actual rules are a little scalable. So you can actually make, uh, either you can just pick, uh, sort of kits for characters or you can actually build them from the ground up bit by bit. Um, and it's also a marketplace, uh, because you can, uh, Go in and you can create content uh, that you can, uh, you know, offer to others to play, or you can sell. Uh-huh. Uh, that people can go in, you can see the you know, adventures or set pieces, or, uh, various you know worlds, um, essentially whatever you want to uh, to put in there. So uh, let's see what else do they talk about here? They, they it's basically uh, they have a hot seat mode for groups with more players than tablets. Tabletop mode for groups wanting to use tabletop computer as a main map, so you can just you know have it there as the map and just be around the table. So it's uh, looks like it's designed to be very flexible. I uh, very much urge folks to go and check that out because this looks like this is a new thing uh-huh. um, that uh, has not been tried quite in this way before, and cool. it also is supposed to have things to support various ideas for different story paths and what have you. So it's supposed to be kind of very. Um, friendly towards story gamers in that respect. So check it out. Storyscape, 
the cool. digital role-playing system by Slabtown Games. Well, before you go, Eric, the only only thing I can really comment on, there's not a lot of active ones that I'm participating in right now. I'm all obviously distracted by working on getting my own out, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm just impressed by the number that have actually been delivering. Um, yeah. Uh, the ones that I've gotten recently, uh, Fate Core, um, got digital assets for a lot like um, uh, the Cortex Plus Hacker's Guide, uh, Interface Zero, uh, got the beta for the Realmworks. Uh, I did get Machine of Death in the other day, which I promptly gave to my wife for her birthday. Um, uh, <laughs> nothing <laughs> says I love you like Machine of Death. Yeah, she didn't yeah. buy it. She really didn't buy that it was intended for her. Um, <laughs> but um, I tried hard. Um, uh, I did get the um, last big Numenera thing. Uh, I contributed to the poster maps and actually got a vinyl copy, and it is massive. I think I showed uh, Eric a picture of it. Yeah. I laid it out on my king-size bed, and it covered almost the entire king-size yeah. bed. He was going to use it as a uh, comforter. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um and that, that's it. I just wanted to share those because I'm 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 impressed. Uh, and and now, you know, fulfilling my own Kickstarter, I, it's uh, and learning the story of some of the disastrous ones. Yes. Uh, I, I certainly uh, am impressed by by the delivery, and especially when the delivery is better even than expected. Like the, yeah. the machine of death, death, the the quality of what they did with it is just amazing. So. Um, anyways, go ahead. What was the what was the big one that was? Well, the the, the last one. one it, it's not a role playing game per se, but it is something that I'm sure is near and dear to many role players' hearts. Um, Knights of the Dinner Table live action series. Um, it's got 24 days to go. It hasn't hit its goal yet, but uh, it's out there, and it's one of those things that I'm sure anyone who's read the comics probably already knows about it. Probably has already contributed to it, but it's definitely something you should check out. Um, been around for quite some yeah. time and to provide uh, much humor and much entertainment to many a gamer. Mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, this is only going to make it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just impressed by how close the actors look like. Yeah, absolutely. The actual cartoon. <laughs> it looks, like, it looks like they worked really hard on that aspect. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. I've been a fan of the comic for quite a while, so I, I am looking forward to this. Hope that it does. It, it it's probably I, I think it's going to succeed. Then I, I so if it does, in yeah. fact, then I am looking forward to seeing how they put it together. Yeah, it looks like it'll be fun. So, um, well, that pretty much wraps us up. Um, it's been fun. Uh, Absolutely. We need to do this more often. Um, so oh, yes. <laughs> well, New Year. I think we've got most of the holidays behind us, kind of. Yep. And, yep. Uh, It'll be a little bit easier to make sure that we get together. Yep, and as I said, I'm I'm really hoping that for the next one we can get the Monty Cook crew back on and follow up on our discussion of the bestiary with maybe some kind of director's comments stuff on it and yeah. uh, give us a, a glimpse of what should be coming in the near future. Um, and over on the other side, Translating the Strange, we should have a new episode coming out soon. Um, to talk a little bit about, we, we're going to focus on some of the, um, the, the larger incursions, uh, I think, um, talking about how exactly we're going to do that, uh, Brandon and I, so we'll figure that out. We'll have an, a new episode out of that shortly. And, um, and then I've, anybody else have any other projects? I'm, I'm still trying to pull together my legends of the RPG. I've got a, uh, interview, uh, planned with, uh, uh, 
the one of the the great great ones, uh, Frank Mentzer, um, had that in the, in the works for some time. I, I almost almost recorded during the holidays and. Uh, my technical, I had technical difficulties, so I didn't pull it off. But that's coming, and we already have some schedules for some uh, other people on that one, uh, on that series that that are going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm excited about it. So, anybody, anybody else, uh, Jim? What what are your? Uh... Oh, so many things. Uh, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Right now, I am still. Uh, we're still in uh, in editing on episode 22 of Crucible of Realms. Hopefully, that'll be coming out soon. We have uh, Eloy Lasanta on that one. Uh, from third, uh, from uh, Third Eye Games. Didn't you have uh, uh, Jason Jason on there? Not too uh, long ago. That is uh, that is perhaps coming up at some point in Ooh, the future. Good, good. Um, there has uh, I, I will say that I have uh, I have made we have made a recording with a person who is fairly well known in the RPG industry, and uh, that uh, that episode will appear perhaps sometime in the summer. I think. Oh, cool, cool. Um, and uh, so we we definitely also have that to look forward to. Very cool. Uh, in addition to uh, other things that are coming up, if I gave too um, much away, Eric can bleep out my. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think it'll be interesting for people to now say, "Wait, who is he talking about?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sort yeah. of see what happens, and there. then they'll have to uh, rewind and say, "Okay, the name was." Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> and uh, we've got. Uh, let's see. I actually have just joined. It's well, I guess technically it's yet another podcast. Uh, because I can't seem to stop myself. Yes. Um, where it's this is actually going to be, I think, a short form. Um, uh, it's going to be an actual play podcast. Uh, that actually, the first episode, it's a YouTube thing. Cool. Uh, so I don't know if you would really technically call it a podcast, but it's uh, uh, where we just did a live hangout to uh, over G plus to YouTube. We did our character creation session for it. It's uh, the game is called A New Dark Age, uh, which also can be looked up on Obsidian Portal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm playing with uh, uh, some folks uh, from various places. Uh, inclu- uh, we're, we're trying out the uh, the um, Moment of Truth system that mm-hmm. is a uh, system currently in beta uh, being put together by Stu Venable from Happy Jack's RPG podcast. He is also playing in this cool. actual play. And we have come up with some wonderfully wacky characters, and we will. Uh, we I am looking forward to us having the living daylights frightened out of us. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. we have that going on as well. There was a Kickstarter I missed. I missed the uh, DCC RPG at dice. Um, oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. ongoing. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, reserve judgment on on the you know how they'll look, but um, uh, for those who like crazy different sided dice, that's definitely up your alley. So uh, and DCC is a fantastic game. Yeah, you, you've opinion. said so. You've said so. Many <laughs> yeah. It's been fun the few times I've played. No. Oh. So maybe Eric can throw that into the back in the thing or just leave it where it's at. Whatever. Um <laughs> Well cool. Um that sounds great, uh Jim. Sounds like you got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I had other things I think to mention, but uh, everything has been driven from my mind because I, I Googled the Cthulhuan. <laughs> and now I'm going to have horrible, horrible nightmares. <laughs> How cool would that be for somebody to actually do that at at their table sometime? Oh, I didn't see they have now multiple multiple views of it. That's nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's nice. I just saw the big one that's on the, the – Huffington Post has it on there. Many, many horrifying views. <laughs> oh, somebody actually has like actually done artistry of what that would look like. That's pretty funny. You really have as, to Google as, search as that. A, yeah, if you want to see, if you want to see it as a as a bestiary entry, mm-hmm. <laughs> what it would look like. There yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. 
There's love, the art for it already. I up. love the bacon draped across it because you know nothing says good like yeah. bacon. <laughs> bacon. There you are. Okay. <laughs> they have it covered on Fox News. No, that's crazy. Anyway, um, well, that I think wraps us up. Um, it's been fun doing this again, and uh, we'll get it again real soon. And hope hope the viewers have had as much fun as I have. Um, Everyone has a good holiday. Yep, absolutely, Indeed. absolutely. And uh, if if uh, anybody has any comments, feel please feel free to post them on our board, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. So uh, until next time, signing off. Bye bye. The Transmissions from the Ninth World podcast is not affiliated with Monty Cook Games. It has been produced under the Creative Commons license and is for entertainment and information purposes only. Music provided by Kevin McLeod. Transmissions from the Ninth World is a proud affiliate of the D20 Radio Group.